Good afternoon, everybody. Wow, so glad to be with you today. Uh, so glad you are here with us. And um, I am here with my brother from a different mother. Uh, my, uh, I, let me say, my my podcast coach, uh, Kamone Hines. What's up, man? What's going on, Dr. Phil, too? Good to be here with you, man. I'm so proud of the work that you're doing with the Anchored Voice and with Maguire Entertainment, that you are in the midst of what's going on. You are still putting out content that's lifting people and that's speaking, especially to men um, at this time. So thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for having me on. Hey, man, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Oh, man, we are here and um, we're just going to get started with our program and and talk about the future. So uh, in a few moments, we'll be right back. Welcome to the Anchored Voice. This is a podcast helping men to anchor life. I'm your host, Dr. Phil Two. Welcome to the program. Anchored Voice is sponsored by Full Circle Ministries. You can download this app at any app store and find Bible studies, Bible guides, sermons, and Bible boot camp. Wake up and stretch your spiritual muscles. Also, check out Advent Mingle, where your match in your ministry is just one click away. Full Circle Ministries. You'll find your spiritual guide right here. All right, we are back with you. This is the Anchored Voice, helping men to anchor life. I am here. I'm your host, Dr. Phil Two, and I'm here with Kamone Hines. Uh, listen, I don't even know where to start with who Kamone Hines is. Entrepreneur, pastor, um, father entrepreneur, uh, and the list goes on. He is also a um, a career coach. How would we classify the coach? Lifestyle coach, career coach, entrepreneur coach? Let's say business coach. I help people to take action on things they've always wanted to do to close that gap between where they are and where they want to be. That's what's up. Ideas to life. So you want to check him out on Facebook, on anywhere, Ideas to Life. And we're going to share his information in just a little bit. Uh, we are so excited just to talk about the future. We're talking about the future because right now we're in uh, a lot of pandemics. <laughs> we're in a lot of pandemics. We're in a lot of craziness that we're dealing with right now. Um, and the future, it it's a little scary right now. It's, it's, yeah. we got into 2020 and said, man, you know, we're going to do some great things in 2020. It's going to be a new decade. It's going to be a new time. Yeah. But we were hit real hard. And you know, the first time, uh, I was at, uh, the doctor's appointment for my son and, you know, uh, I saw people starting to wear masks. I was like, okay, why are they wearing masks? Everybody's in this waiting room wearing a mask. I said, let me put one on just in case. So I put one on and I posted it on Facebook. People kept telling me you're wearing the wrong mask. I'm like, what are you talking about? It's almost like people knew what was going on before I knew it. 
And the next thing you knew, um, we were dealing with this whole thing with COVID-19. And then now we're dealing with racial tensions in the USA. Uh, but we want to talk about the future because the future is very important to us. The future is very important to our children, our youth. Uh, now you have about, you have three kids. I have, uh, four, yeah. I have four <laughs> and, um, you beat me, Phil. Our... You got more than me. <laughs> <laughs> you know that, you know the well, theory, right? Anyone, you know, anyone who has a lot of, who has one more kid than you has a lot of kids. So now that I, ha I have three, you have four, you got a lot of kids. <laughs> <laughs> and if that's right man five you'll be like oh man they got a lot of kids so yeah 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 you know you get to the point of age you know you just, every every time you call a kid they have to go through the list of the other kids names before yeah, you get to their yeah, name yeah, you know yeah, yeah. It, it, it don't matter boy or girl you just got to go through the list or then and then you, we'll finally get to your name they're like names that are combined so you're like you combine two names like which one of them was that you just like you know you combine the one right name you, yeah you yeah, yeah with, sometimes you combine you Easy, easy. Yeah, yeah. And uh, now you are uh, a host of a Facebook page, Parents of Teens. Mm -hmm. And uh, we want to talk about the future for our, our children. We want to talk about preparing our kids for the future. Mm -hmm. uh, today, we are just in blackout, of course. Um, and so we are looking at the future. We're kind of taking a break from branding and you know, promoting, but we're also preparing. And sometimes when you are given time to step back, you have to think about how to prepare for the future. And, uh, you know, our parents did the best they could to prepare us mentally, emotionally. Now we're trying to do our best for our children, preparing them financially, preparing them job-wise, preparing them uh, entrepreneur-wise. You know, think about it. We come out of college and thank God for some of these billionaires that made it they're you know, bailing some kids out of Spelman and, and some other schools that yeah. have paid their tuition. But you know, the average kid is coming out with more than a hundred thousand dollars debt oh, out more, yeah. of college. Right. So you've got to get a stable job just to pay for, um, just to pay for, you know, life, right. The schooling that you already went through. Yeah. Right. So and, 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 you know, without the schooling, they say you're not going to get a good job. Right. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, how do we best prepare our kids for the future, especially through what's going on now? We, we could talk about, you know, tearing down our community. But today we're here to build up our community. Sure. And, and it's a good question. Um, I think, you know, both of us, we talked before this, um, our hearts go out to our community because we're facing, um, we're, we're hit more by this pandemic and its effects than anyone else because of the conditions that we already live in. And then something that we already know to be true are you know, the racial injustice. I think America's almost reawakening up to it, seeing what happened with George Floyd and then coming so quickly on the heels of Ahmaud Arbery. So our community is hurting. And as we think about that in light of what you mentioned, I think as we prepare our kids for the future, one of the fallacies that I know we can fall into the trap is, okay, I'll wait till later to prepare my kids to learn how to manage money. I'll wait till later to prepare my kids on how to um, 
you know, manage their income or develop other streams of income. I'll wait until later for my kids to work on some creative idea they have that can start a business. I think, you know, one of the traps we can fall into as parents, as individuals, is we have time. So when you have a young kid, you're like, oh, I have time. I'll train them on different things later on. And now that you, now that I'm a parent of teenagers, it's so easy to say, you know what? They'll figure that out when they get out of my house. They'll figure out how to manage income that's coming in, pay their expenses, um, learn how to balance a, a budget, learn how to start a bank account. They'll learn that later. But what I have determined, my wife and I have determined, is our three teens that I have now, I, we want them to develop those skills now. And a part of doing that is helping them to start and to grow their own businesses so they can develop skills, so they can use their creativity, and so that they can even begin thinking about what they want to use out of this to build their future careers. Absolutely. And uh, how best, and well, let's start with age. What age should you start preparing uh, your child for the future? Um, I mean, like, how old is our, your son? Oh man, he's uh in a couple of days he's going to be 6 6 months. 6 months. Yeah. I mean, you know, the the weird the reason I ask you that is I I think from the beginning you're making preparation for the future, right? There and of course it comes with readiness. So you're teaching him lessons even now and then there are lessons that you teach him when he has the age of just being able to be conscious. So you teach kids um, preparing them from the future from the time you have them because you're always on a countdown. Um, now, understanding money, you can begin teaching them that even when they get to the point where they want their own things, they want to buy stuff. Okay, here's this amount of money. Let's kind of figure out what are you going to do with this? You're going to give some, maybe you're going to save some in some, you know, like piggy bank or whatever for later on. And then you can spend on what you want and you begin teaching those lessons. I think once they start getting into, um, you know, maybe around nine, 10, you can teach them how to begin earning money for themselves. You teach them, you can even teach them that younger to earn money in the house doing chores, but then maybe you teach them, okay, if you want something, how can you earn it? Maybe you can buy something in bulk like candy, right? A little simple. And you go sell it. One one of the things we did early a few years ago, my kids bought some like let's call it like cool refreshments, like popsicles, right? Popsicles and water. We went to the park on a hot day. Um, if you've ever been to Memphis on a hot summer day, you know people are looking for something, right? Because it's hot. And so they bought it. They uh, they calculated, okay, this is how much we spent. We went out to the park. They sold it and then they had to look at, okay, now that we sold this, what's our profit? And that's just a lesson for them on how to earn income, you know, just putting out some of your own money to start, looking at the difference and just learning that principle that if you want something, you can work for it. You can use your own money to generate more money. That was just a lesson we wanted to teach them at a young age. Absolutely. You know, um, as as a teenager myself, uh, I wanted to get into rap music. Mm -hmm. 
And that's all I wanted to do as a teen. Just wanted to rap. And I learned entrepreneurial skills then. I learned that uh, if I wanted to do this, mm -hmm. I had to work hard. Right. And uh, I had to skip a few lunches. All right. So I'll tell you how I did it. Um, I wanted to buy some equipment. I wanted to buy a, a drum machine, a sampler, and a four track. Right. Back in the day, this is this was before computers blew up on the screen. We still we had computers in school, but you know we didn't know how to use a computer to record or do all of that stuff. So uh, we needed a four track. We needed a sampler because you know you take a piece of music and and you loop it, and that's what the sampler did. Mm -hmm. um, and my man uh, in Brooklyn, Malik, he needed uh, turntables. So we both decided in high school we were going to save money. My mother gave me like $2 a day for lunch. Okay. I took about 50 cents out of that. As a matter of fact, sometimes I didn't take the whole $2. I would find 50 cents around the house and, you know, go get a bagel. And that would be my lunch. Um, I won't tell you some other things I did, you know, 25 cent a quarter, quarter water. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, and I did some other things to get through to eat, you know, and, um, I saved up every day. Every day I got money, I put it aside because I had a goal in mind. Now, later on, I, I did get the equipment, but we wanted to do something more with it. So again, we got some tapes, so blank tapes, and we made ourselves some mixtapes. And uh, throughout the school, uh, you know, I, you know, throughout the school, we uh, would sell those tapes mm -hmm. and make the money, go back, buy some more blank tapes, make some more music. And uh, that's how we would do it. Uh, only because we realized if we wanted to get something, we wanted to go somewhere, we wanted to be something, uh, we had to put our minds together for a greater goal. And so right. from there in, in high school, nobody had, nobody told me this. It was just something you did out of survival. Right. You did out of a need. You wanted something. And so, you know, nowadays it's very important to teach our kids, hey, if you want something, this is what you do. And I and I can remember my kids in church, they'd be taking paper from my desk and creating stuff and then going around church trying to sell it. <laughs> but but just that, that story you told there, Phil, um, Phil, like think about all the things that you learned in that process. Right now, I don't know how much those turntables cost, but let's say your parents did have the means to just give it to you. One, you would not have valued it as much as when you bought it for yourself. Sure. Um, there is a certain, you know, pride. There's something that you say, well, I bought this, so I'm going to care for this. It's, I know the worth of it. And you begin to understand the value of money. Um, before, right. with, with all of us, we don't have a concept of how much money is worth until we begin earning it ourselves, right? right? I remember just a little simple story. My daughters earn their own money now. Uh, my son, is he's working his way up with his, He's doing his business, supporting other businesses, which is brilliant, right? Like he's so, meeting a need. So he's building his stuff off of theirs. But they have enough that they are, they have their own money. So the other day, they're like, can you get us something? My wife was like, no, buy it with your own money. My daughter's like, no, I don't need it, right? Now, when you have to buy something yourself, it shows you how much things worth. It hurts to spend. So you're like, you know what? I don't want, I, it's not worth that much to me. So you, you were learning the value of money. You learn sacrifice because you had to give up those meals every day in order to to, you know, to earn this thing. And then you learn how to flip stuff. OK, if I make this, 
I could flip it and I could get more. And so those skills that you were learning then are adult skills, skills that you'll need for the rest of your life. That's right. That's right. And it's important to talk talk about that very early um, to our kids. Now, the reason why it's important to talk about that now is because of the uproar in society now. Um, we, we are facing a lot of frustration, facing a lot of anger. And you can see some older men talk to the younger men, say, listen, you are the future. You have to find a way to do this better. Fred Hammond was on Versus with Kirk Franklin. And, uh, you know, his message to the next generation was, listen, I guess the way we did it or doing it is not working. So then you have to find a way. Now, right. part of getting a PhD is to um, find the question that has not been answered yet. Mm. You know, part of your research is answering a question that has not been answered yet. This is your part of the research of this same particular area. So my area was entrepreneurship, okay. um, the effects of a successful business. Right. And and so I had to ask that question, you know, what is a successful business? What makes that? How do entrepreneurs get there? Uh, and then I had to do the research. Now, that's my part of the research of entrepreneurship. The next generation has to ask those questions. So we have to allow them to ask those questions. You know, why are we here? Why don't we do this? Why haven't we done this? Well, you know, you're right. It, we may ha not have done that. So now this is your responsibility. Yeah. This is your duty to go find what has not been done and make it happen. Answer that question that has not been answered yet. Yeah. I mean, you're saying some really, I mean, that's powerful. Like, think about this. Um, the world that our kids are going to go out into when they leave our homes is not the same world that we entered into when that's we right. left our parents' homes. And um, we don't know what the job market will look like when they leave. I think we have some ideas, you know, we have some ideas that sure. more people will be sort of like the independent contractors connected to companies and not just full employees. You know, we do understand that people, because of how the world is more mobile, you know, it's like it's so connected, you will need to at some point have something of your own to create another stream of income. Those are some of the things we already know. And so we need to be preparing the next generation to go further than, than we did. Like, as you mentioned, that Fred Hammond quote, we have to understand that our role is to make them better prepared, give them uh, a peek into uh, skills that we know they'll need so that they have a chance to go further. I think it's so easy, so tempting for us to just give them stuff. Like it's so tempting for me to just, okay, my kids want this just to give it to them. Your kids want that. You want to give it to them. But if the thing that we can give them that no one can take away is skills, helping them to develop skills, work ethic, you know, those kind of things so that wherever they are, they can draw back on that, whether it's on a job or on their own pursuit, at least it gives them something that they can continue to earn for the rest of their lives. Motivation for skills. Uh, I'd say some of the motivation is frustration. Mm -hmm. When you answer that question that has not been answered yet, when you ask that question that has not been answered yet, you can get frustrated. 
when you're mm. looking at society now the way it is, mm -hmm. you can get frustrated. And some of the ways to find that business idea is through that frustration. Um, you know, I, I want you to quote your, your daughter's shirt because I believe that shirt was developed out of frustration. You know, it was a great idea, mm -hmm. but it's a frustrating thought Absolutely. to think yeah. that if I'm black, mm -hmm. it translates to this. Yeah. Tell me what the shirt says. Sure. Right? You've put me on the spot, but black does not mean uneducated. Black does not mean criminal. Black does not mean less than, and black does not mean lazy. Yeah, those are the four. That's, That's very right. interesting, right? You, you, you're absolutely right. It was born out of her frustration of seeing negative stereotypes being portrayed of black people and those stereotypes then being um, the way that people would approach people of color. Um, police, other folks would approach them based on the stereotypes that, be, that had been perpetrated for years. And so I remember when she came to me with this sheet of paper with just the words in a box, right? She had the black on top, does not mean in this box. And it was like, I'd like to make a shirt like this. So, okay, let's talk about it. How do you do it? And out of that, it really allowed her to develop not just a business, but to get a voice out there and to share a message. And you're absolutely right. It was out of a frustration that it gave rise to a, what can I do to counter what I'm seeing and what I'm hearing and what I actually believe people who look like me are beginning to now believe about themselves. How can I turn that frustration into something that pushes back against it? That's right. So frustration, you know, if you're black, I mean, of course, this podcast is for everybody. It's not just mm -hmm. one thing. But if you're a black person and you realize your frustration is um, a lot of black entrepreneurs are not getting the opportunities um, as others, then the question is, how do I create that opportunity? How do I rise above and help others rise above that? Maybe there is a good percentage of black entrepreneurs rising above. However, I still feel there is that, you know, or you could just make it general as an entrepreneur. You know, there is not enough entrepreneurs in this field. Mm -hmm. There is not enough products in this field. Mm -hmm. That becomes your idea. That becomes your frustration. Now, as you and I were talking about this podcast, uh, you had to ask me the question, well, what is your passion? Mm -hmm. And one of the answers I gave you said, well, I feel like men, you know, uh, mm -hmm. men need some help dealing yeah. with anger. Men need help dealing with resentment. Men need help uh, moving forward. And actually, um, you helped me with the slogan, helping men to what? Anchor. And, uh, you know, we developed the theme anchored voice. We developed the theme helping men to anchor life. Why? Because I feel that as a man, I can get frustrated. Uh, and I'm not okay as a man. Most times, you know, I'm not mm -hmm. okay with the status quo. I'm not okay with where my life is sometimes. And I want to see it get better. I, I want to see my emotions get better. I want to see my anger <laughs> be improved. I, I want to see my business go further. And, um, but it comes out of frustration. It comes out of the idea comes out of what has not been done yet or what has been done, but not in my neighborhood or in my field. Uh, and businesses can come out of 
even similar ideas. So for instance, you might like yogurt and you can ask yourself how many yogurt shops are there, but how many yogurt shops have opened up so far? I mean, you can name them, you know, um, one after the other, you know, and you'll find that they're all successful in some way. You know, uh, so you have to decide, hey, listen, this is how I'm going to do it. But this is how my brand is going to be. This is what I'm offering the community. I'm offering this type of yogurt to this type of community. And that's how I'm going to reach out. You you know, um, something you're saying there. Right. Uh, And, you know, just going back to the example, we're preparing, preparing our kids for the future. And one of the things we can help them to see is a need that they have, an area of frustration if it is one that is shared by others, is a potential opportunity. Uh, it's an opportunity, right? It's an opportunity for, if you know, if we're in the church space for ministry, it's an opportunity for service, and it's definitely an opportunity for business, right? It's a, it's a way to say, I can be who I need it. I'm getting that from a, I'm quoting from a friend of mine. Uh, her name is Eve Hudson. And on my podcast, she said, be who you need it. So you mentioned for yourself, like, as a man, are there resources to help me to process anger, to process emotions, to process transitions in life? And if there are, there, there, if no one else is speaking to this, or we don't have many people speaking to this, I now have an opportunity to not just create something um, for myself, but create something for others who are facing the same challenge. So others who who might be dealing with issues of injustice, other entrepreneurs who are dealing with issues of lack of access to, um, you know, knowing what to do, where to go, how to go about things. Once I have maybe even scaled that mountain or I'm going up, I can now create something to help someone who's behind me and I can be who I needed at some stage in my life, in my business, in my relationships, in my development. That's a way that you can now turn what was a frustration for you into a way that now you can serve others and even, you know, build a business off of it or grow a business off of it. Now, let me translate what you're saying, serving others. It means helping people solve a problem. Yeah. You know, and when you can help somebody solve a problem, uh, that's when, you know, your business is going somewhere. You know, somebody has a need and your business solves that problem. Uh, and, and that's the reason why even some businesses have their little trinkets at the last counter before you go to Walmart cashier, before you go to Staples cashier. If you've gone to Staples, you know, there is um, a system. You got to walk through this aisle to get to the cashier, but all these little highlighters, erasers, um, uh, phone chargers, and you really, you might have come in looking for a certain brand or a certain item, but when you're walking out, they're showing you something you may not have thought you needed, but -hmm. they're introducing you. Maybe you do need this. Yeah. Maybe you do need that. So it is never too late uh, to really push yourself in and tell people what you have and what you offer, because if they can do it at Staples and, and most times we end up picking up those little things. Right. <laughs> and all of a sudden that business, 
um, now goes a little further. Yeah. Because at the last second, man, you know, I, I could use this type of eraser right now, you know, and yeah. especially if you're a stay home uh, parent, you're a stay home. You know, it's amazing. The business of staying home now has transitioned businesses. So, for instance, I go to Staples, I look for a desk. And I see it, but it's at another Staples. I forget about it. I go do something else. I come back for it. Desk is gone. You know, and, you know, certain items like, you know, we already set up for the podcast before it hit. But, you know, you start looking for certain items and it's gone because so many people have realized, OK, I'm going to be doing this from home. You know, now there is a rush. So uh developing that business idea especially out of circumstances out of solving problems is definitely you know something you want to think about and consider absolutely absolutely now uh we we talked about a team your team came out with a brand called uh slay it proud mm -hmm. and um you know not only is this a t-shirt tell me more about it sure so Again, I'm going to tell you, I have three teens. So at some point, I want to tell you about my other daughter as well. But Slay yeah. Proud is an educational and apparel company. Uh, what she does through that is educate really everyone. But her primary target is to educate and empower black teens to be proud of their history and who they are. So through sharing messages on social media, through her website, she's created something where now black teens are are telling black history and by doing that it's giving them pride in their history and then on top of that um she has t-shirts that you can wear the message of your your you know just your heritage who you are and just sharing positive messages about blacks all right let's quickly go to kimoanhines.com pte let's talk about uh preparing our kids for the future so what is this uh site for Sure. So this is a Facebook group that I started. Um, it's it's fairly new. So if you're a parent of a teen who is interested in entrepreneurship, interested in starting something of your own, you want to join in now because we have a lot of things that we're going to be continuing to add. And, you know, it's not a huge group you're going to get lost in. It's a group where you're going to be nurtured. We're going to be empowering you. But what this is, is to help parents, because one of the things that I've learned in this process over the last year, having uh, two, now three teen entrepreneurs is there's a role that parents play that's vital to helping your teen in encouraging them to get started and to walking with them along the way. And um, so this is what this group is for, for parents. You have a teen, you have a preteen who's interested in entrepreneurship, interested in starting some business. There is some spark in them that you've seen it. You want to encourage them in that. That's what this group is for. I'm going to steal an extra minute. Let's talk about your other daughter and your son's business real quick. Sure. Uh, let's just mention it. Sure. My um, youngest, who is actually the one who started her business first at 12, um, saw a need for press on nails. Just a real funny story. I told her she couldn't get her nails done. Right. That was me. That was I was that dad. And she was doing all this research on it. And when I finally said, OK, you can. She was at the point where she wanted to not just get her nails done but make them so that busy women didn't have to go to the nail salon, but they can order these nails, put them on, they have a whole kit, and you look like you just got a manicure. Well, things have really taken off for her in the midst of this pandemic because people can't go to the nail salon or they couldn't go 
And so business took off for her. So give us the site for that one. Slayalldaynails.com. Slayalldaynails.com. All right. Slay all. Oh, wow. All right. You listening audience, you know, slayalldaynails.com. So and I know, you know, since we anxious voices for men, um, primarily for men, I know ladies are watching this as well, but guys, it's a good gift to get for the lady in your life, right? Just to, <laughs> Hey, listen, I'm listening. I'm yeah. listening myself. Yeah. Yeah. All yeah. right. All right. Now your son, he has My, a business. Yeah. He's working. He's the technology guy, you know, and I'm glad you asked me this because every teen, every person isn't an out front person. There's some people who are, I'm going to work behind the scenes. And so there, my daughter does videos every week while somebody is shooting those videos and editing those videos. Someone is producing those videos. That's yes. what he is doing. And he is building that up through supporting now these other teen entrepreneurs in their, in their video work. And as he's building his skills, that's something he is going to be offering beyond just them. He's going to be offering it to other people. So that's him. Okay. All right. What's and does he have a site or, no or site a name yet? yet? No site yet. We're working but, on that. Yeah. All yeah. right. Timon and Sons. All right. <laughs> <There we laughs> that's awesome. Um, again, we're just talking about ideas to life. We're talking about preparing our kids for the future, preparing our children, especially our boys. Um uh, it's a little different. You know, we, we have sons now and we want to get our sons prepared for the future. Again, I, you know, uh, I, I'll tell you where my entrepreneurial ideas came from. And I didn't know this. My grandfather started a carpet cleaning business, hmm. um, a house cleaning business. And um, even another pastor told me he used to roll with my grandfather and do that business. Wow. So, you know, he he hustled. He was also into music um into hmm. orchestrating he was also uh one of the ones to organize a radio program at Altadena Seventh-day Adventist Church um he's actually featured in We Have Tomorrow by Lewis B Reynolds mm -hmm. um it's it's under Ray Stone but his name was Roy Stone mm -hmm. and by the time he um came close to the end of his life he had accomplished getting his PhD well um from Ohio State University and sure. um you you are you're following his legacy following his legacy so you know i i get a little bit from that um my sister gets it from that you know uh, we we've just learned how to be innovative creative um and just trying to use all of our creativity to be productive and to push ourselves forward absolutely so want to thank you uh Kimon. this will not be the last um, show we do together. Okay. Uh, but we want to just give everybody a little pause, a little break uh, in what's going on today and just talk about the future. You know, although we go through frustrating moments, we go through times where it's just, um, it gets insane, the world gets insane. We've still got to anchor through this life. We yeah. still got to anchor through hard times and anchor through that's what the anchor is all about the anchor drops in the water no matter how rough the current is no matter how the tides are going that anchor keeps the boat in its place uh -huh. and so no matter how life gets no matter how rough these currents are this is a podcast to help us anchor life 
to keep life steady, uh, you know, kind of not float away with anger, not float away with frustration, but be steady and be strong through the time. And once you see how you have been able to conquer that, you will be able to come up with more ideas. You'll be the one to come out on top, to come out more success, successful as times go by. So want to thank our, our guest, Kamone Hines. This is the Anchored Voice, helping men to anchor life. Thank you for watching our podcast, everybody. Please uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel, uh, McGuire ENTV, uh, McGuire Entertainment Group on Facebook and also on Twitter. And uh, you're watching us also on Periscope. So uh, follow us on all social media brands. You can follow Kamon Hines, kamonhines.com. And my name on, you can find me on any social media platform with my name. That's right. Check them out, uh, all the social media platforms. And um, this is our podcast, The Anchor Voice, helping men to anchor life. God bless you, everybody. Thank you for listening to The Anchor Voice. For the video edition of this, subscribe to our YouTube channel, McGuire ENTV. For audio, listen on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Stitcher. Until next time, stay anchored.